In our gospel today, we heard the story of the miraculous circumstances that surrounded the conception and birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, as told to us by St. Matthew. St. Joseph, as you know, in a dream, has provided the knowledge of all that has happened and is informed by the angel that he should have no fear in taking Mary as his wife. And Joseph is told the name he should give the child upon the child's birth. With regard to our own experiences surrounding the birth of children, I would imagine that one of the most discussed aspects, perhaps, of preparing for the birth of a child is the name that the child is to be given. Some names given to children by parents are the favorite name of the child's parents, or the most popular name for a child at the time, or the name of a family member, a good friend, or other loved one. There are also probably many other reasons why parents give to their children the particular name that each child bears. Wondering about the phenomenon of naming a child at birth can cause us to speculate about why our parents gave each of us the name that they did. We can be intrigued by the question, was my name the fruit of hours of anticipation and discussion by my parents, or a name they had always thought they would give to a child of theirs? Was my name the name of a family member or a good friend? With such questions, I began the quest to ask of my mother why I bore the name that I have, Shelton, which is an unusual name. I remember approaching my mother and asking her why she decided to name me Shelton after Diane, Luke, Gerald, Clyde, all more normative names, and then Shelton. In response to my inquiry, my mother asked me to remember that I was her fifth child of six children. She also asked me to remember that my sister was the oldest and the only girl born to her and my father. She said that she was elated at the birth of each child, but truly she always hoped for another girl. And she stood ready at the time of each pregnancy with an armory of girls' names. However, this was not to happen. My parents had five sons after their first and only girl. I was the fourth consecutive son born to my parents. Because of this, my mom told me that when I was born, she felt somewhat tapped out with regard to having pick-to-pick -pick names for boys. However, one day, while she was pregnant with me, one of her oldest nieces had a guest, a young man whom she was dating, who came by the house to visit. His name, my mother said, was Shelton. So my mom said, well, the name sounded good to me. 
And although she stood ready with her arsenal of girls' names, she decided that if the next child was a boy, Shelton was a good enough name. So I said to her, so mom, I am named for the rejected suitor of one of my cousins. And she said, well, if you choose to look at it that way, you could. Now, if my first name was the result of what I would jovially consider to be less than ideal circumstances surrounding the naming of a child, I can say that I have always been very proud of the saint's name my mother gave to me as my baptismal patron, Joseph, husband of Mary, whose feast we have today. Having gone to Catholic school, I was catechized with regard to St. Joseph and his special and unique role as the husband of Mary, the guardian of the Christ child, protector of the Holy Family. As I grew in faith and studied the lives of the saints, it became easier and easier for me to identify with St. Joseph. For the most part, my personality has always been and still remains predominantly rather reserved, shy, and quiet. Having these personality traits, I find great identification with St. Joseph, who never says a word in sacred scripture, who quietly does what God asks of him, and as quickly as he appears on the scene in the Gospels, St. Joseph just as quickly and quietly fades away without mention and without notice. Because of his verbal silence in Scripture, St. Joseph is the one that I can ask to intercede for me before Jesus Christ. When things in life seem overwhelming, and turbulent, and the quiet and the peace of life are hard to find. As patron of the universal church, the church around the world, St. Joseph is the one I can ask to intercede for me when the cares of the larger church must be weighed against the needs of the local church, something that in my ministry as a bishop I have had to do time and time again. As patron saint of a happy death and a peaceful death, St. Joseph is a constant reminder to me that a happy death, a peaceful death, really roots itself in a life well lived in service to God and service to others. A life lived in the hopes of remaining in the good graces of God. St. Joseph reminds me that the accomplishment of a happy death depends on how I am living my life here and now for God and for others. With all of these lessons learned from my great baptismal patron, I rejoice in the fact that even if my mother was perhaps very arbitrary in giving me my first name, I am delighted in the fact that she gave to me Joseph as my baptismal patron, and I believe she got the second name right, and I'm grateful for it. 
However, there is more to St. Joseph than what he means for me. More importantly than what St. Joseph is for me is who St. Joseph was for Jesus Christ in the early years of his life. We realize that St. Joseph had a profound impact on Jesus Christ, his foster child, as St. Joseph taught Jesus Christ so much in life. The Catechism of the Catholic Church states, and I quote, the human soul that the Son of God assumed is endowed with a true human knowledge. As such, this human knowledge could not in itself be unlimited. It was exercised in the historical conditions of his existence in space and time. This is why the Son of God could, when he became man, increase in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Here's the important part. And would even have to inquire for himself about what one in the human condition can only learn through experience. Therefore, along with Mary, St. Joseph would have taught Jesus many of the things that one can learn only from human experience. This gentle guardian, St. Joseph, passed on to Jesus Christ a lot of experience and human knowledge, things that Jesus would have relied upon him to teach him. For example, the Catechism says and infers that Jesus in his humanity would not have been born knowing how to tie a knot or to cut a piece of wood. Those are things we learn from human experience. So the humanity of Jesus would have been taught by Saint Joseph with regard to things like that. Perhaps we might even speculate that the gentle humility of Joseph and Mary also reinforced the gentle humility that Jesus would embrace and live throughout his human experience and earthly life. In these ways and in many other ways, St. Joseph had a profound impact on the human experience of Jesus. As he taught the Christ child, and as he has been a model for me, St. Joseph is a good teacher and a model for all of us. St. Joseph can also teach us many things by his good example and his lived faith. St. Joseph teaches us how to respond in faith and trust the unexpected realities that life places before us. I'm sure that St. Joseph probably had a different original vision of what his marriage to Mary would be like. But Joseph was willing to let go of those hopes and expectations to respond to the more difficult realities that God asked of him. Marriage to a woman pregnant with a child not his own, being a family on the run, being guardian of the Son of God were unexpected 
and challenging realities that Joseph embraced with complete trust and total faith in God. In his own way, St. Joseph teaches us to quietly seek to accomplish God's will in our lives. As perhaps you were already aware, and as I stated earlier, Joseph speaks not one single word that is recorded in the Gospels. How wonderful it would be if I, and perhaps you, accepted the will of God placed before us at times by others without the comments we sometimes make in light of such request. If we could learn to fully, truly trust God with times works through other peoples in our lives and seek to accomplish what God asks of us through them without comment, and we would be learning from gentle Joseph, who without comment did the difficult tasks that God asked of him. St. Joseph can also teach us and remind us to do things out of love for others. There's no doubt in my mind that St. Joseph loved God, that he loved Mary, and that he loved Jesus. Love for others gives us the ability to undertake difficult and seemingly impossible tasks and to do them like Joseph with a heroic resolve to accomplish all that we can for those whom we love. St. Joseph teaches us to love in action all the way to the cross of Jesus Christ, his foster son. And that is a lesson that we learn over and over again. Thus, St. Joseph, whom we honor today, was a wealth of knowledge gained from human experience, which he passed on to Jesus. St. Joseph has been for me and for others a model of gentle service and a good intercessor before Jesus. St. Joseph is a protector and guide for all of us and for the universal church. Because of all of this and much more, it is fitting that St. Joseph be revered as one of the most popular saints of the church, and fitting that each year he receive something that few saints have, which is specifically two yearly celebrations in his honor in the universal liturgical calendar of the church. Namely, this solemnity today, Joseph, the husband of Mary, and on May 1st, the feast of St. Joseph, the worker. St. Joseph reminds us that a life lived well in service to God brings about a happy death that leads us to an eternal reward, where with Mary and all the saints, Joseph waits to welcome us and to rejoice with us. On this great day which honors St. Joseph, let us make the following request from the Litany of St. Joseph, our own. And I quote from the Litany of St. Joseph. St. Joseph, renowned offspring of David, light of patriarchs, spouse of the mother of God, 
chaste guardian of the Virgin, foster father of the Son of God, diligent protector of Christ, head of the Holy Family, Joseph most just, Joseph most chaste, Joseph most prudent, Joseph most strong, Joseph most obedient, Joseph most faithful. Pray for us now and always. Amen.